Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 19th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing well. Just, uh, you know, another near loss uh, for the for the Bears. Just love to see it. Fields looks good. We lose. Ensuring that top draft pick. It's uh, it's been it's been a great fall. Like a, a fall I, fall and winter that i didn't expect that i would enjoy losing so much but like the fact that like we're going into an off season not wondering who our quarterback is for the first time in a while has been really delightful so you feel completely good about the fields deal i haven't honestly been paying attention too closely you're good you guys are yeah, happy I moving think, forward no questions i mean I probably mean, questions here or there but you, yeah you, there's there's questions but like it's impossible to like he, he's got guys that should be in the xfl playing receiver for him and he's still putting up points so like good. that that to me is like that's good all right How, i watched a lot of deshaun watson you did i i watched it a little bit i was in and out i was running around yesterday but yeah i had it on it looked like a boring game we had like awful game five drive start inside like in their territory and got like three points out of it it felt like you know uh but Anytime Seems like the, the Cleveland fans are embracing him. <laughs> You're always trying to stir this pot. I mean, I the fans are probably rooting for the guys in the orange helmets and the Browns jerseys. That's what they're going to root for, and that's the case with every fan base. I don't know if they're embracing them per se. I'm sure there are some uh, bad bad folks that are getting off. You know, uh, I don't know, little sort of kind of sick humor and enjoyment about it. But uh, yeah, it, it's the fans root for the team and he's on the team and it's not a great quandary. They've put, you know, the owners have put them in. So, but hey, they're in the hunt. Playoff chance is still alive. Less than a 1% chance or something like that. But people, you know, are sending me the playoff scenarios of who needs to win, lose and all that. We're like six and eight. I don't think it's going to happen. But um, anyways, great sports weekend. I watched that World Cup game this morning, which just kind of, Completely consume the entire day of the conversation. Like Charlie Tiger, done. Like no chance. But it was funny. I remember it last year, distinctly remember um, my kids going out in the backyard and like chipping and uh, golf balls after watching Charlie. And today they were doing PKs. Yeah, they were doing PKs. It was like kind of amazing how how that, uh, I don't know, just completely owned the entire day. It was incredible incredible weekend but we're not going to do a lot of father son if any are we do we are pnc i guess is it's now called I mean, what do we want to talk about <laughs> you want to talk I don't, about I, Ka- I've kind of avoided- <laughs> how about Cass and vj not getting to put in the final group i think they took it personally it wasn't because they didn't do a first in last out thing right yeah they, they t- did it for the ratings with the, yeah yeah they put their f- thumb on the scale and look they what wanted, happened Cass, the Cass and vj yeah 
How about VJ and Tiger dealing with foot issues? One of them was wearing tennis shoes. I kind of liked VJ just out there. How about VJ winning the the father-son in tennis shoes? That's great. Kind of a, yeah, another hit. Another strike for the utility of golf shoes, right? Good good support for your argument. I think, you know, I mean, Lil John Daly is a freaking Division I college golfer. Like, legit player. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. However legit you want to say. It's just kind of weird that he's also playing, you know, Annika's kid, who's like 11, and Charlie. It's just interesting how that all works, right? I mean, it, this is this was the case with true, true love, for God's sakes. Who was like trying to play on tour while also playing the father-son. And just mopping up. But anyways, they, they didn't win. So I guess they don't have an argument. They almost went back to back. But again, Lil John is probably like the, the strength of that team at this point. But congrats to the Saints. I don't really have a lot else on Charlie, Tiger. I mean, Tiger played well at times. He's riding a cart. Do you have any other insight? There was a lot of a lot of coverage of this, but I, I thought I saw, it was kind of drowned out today. people were talking about major championship chances if he can walk. And it's like, well... Like- He's playing the father's son. He's playing this Orlando <laughs> yeah. flat ass Orlando Lakes golf course <laughs> and a cart, a scramble. I know we talk about, oh, he's top it out. He's hitting 180 or whatever. He's getting the ball speed. Like, I, I just don't think we can discern a lot from it other than he can still hit a golf ball well, but it, it's just not and fast. But and he's still an immense talent. But he's it doesn't say anything for competition, uh, like competitive major championship golf. It just doesn't. God, I think I played that course. I think once it was just unbelievable experience. But yeah, I, I don't think that's like a that's a test in a way. But all right, that's it. Anything else? Do I need to solicit any further comment on the PNC? Well, you know, Antoine Rosner. One on the Euro Tour, which you know has to buoy the the spirits of the French that are down. I didn't the even World know Cup. that there was a European Tour event on. I think it was South Africa, Mauritius, Mauritius. Oh, Mauritius, Mauritius. However you pronounce that, but yeah, he won there. So the French people were quickly uplifted after the World Cup loss by Antoine Rosner winning on the European Tour. We learned at the Ryder Cup how much France loves golf. Which when Ryder Cup? Lake Paris. Yeah, yeah, right, right. When everyone from like UK and America came in to fill the grandstands, right? Yeah. Uh, that's not a dig at the French. I just don't like it's not a golf. They've got a lot of other good stuff going on there. I don't think a golf is a priority. Should it be? All right. We're going to do year in review part year six in review. Do we you want to talk s- about Kulsha, a tool out at, at Lyft? Oh. In my year review research at the the PGA, the the pr- former uh, COO of of Live left at the PGA. So who was kinda, that? Bratches. Yeah, Bratches. So, That's Sean Bratches, little, which we had heard at, might come. <laughs> we had heard that he might come. All right, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But now this one, it was a little bit of a stunner. Kosla, right? I mean, I I think people were expecting Greg Norman to be out and. This year review part section well, maybe, will maybe provide expe- ample maybe. evidence for why he shouldn't be there anymore, but we'll continue. Maybe he expected Greg Norman to be out, and that's why he left. It's I, a sign that Greg Norman's staying, sticking around. He thought he was going to be the run of the show. If I were a live commit, 
I don't know. I guess I wouldn't be super excited about this. Or I was a live backer. I, I would be a little anxious about this. What if you, you were know? a what if you were a live Twitter account? How would you feel about it? I don't know that they really have <laughs> rational thoughts or feelings. Um it seems bad, right? Unless they've got I, some big hitter waiting in the wings to come in, and I don't know that they do. There were we supposed to hear a lot about like the lineup and the league concept yes. really coming together for next year by the new year. We're yeah, here. We're supposed we're to happen like here. Uh, that Doral was like October twenty eighth or something. It's supposed to happen like early November, and now we're December twentieth, and we it seems like where there's more in flux and less concrete than than anticipated. So I was thinking about it today. Is if I was like a guy waiting at this point. Like, I just keep holding, because nobody's been committing, I would just keep holding them over the barrel asking for more money. It seems like that's what's going to have to happen, like, given the way this is going. If it's still Norman, now they've lost sort of the actual executive figure in the room. It's Norman and Yasir and Majed. And all that's going to have to happen is, as we'll talk about in this year interview portion, is like what happened in May when they like just shit. We got to get this thing going and just start throwing more and more and more and more money at people to try and and pick off a few more names and then keep making it up on the fly. Because I don't know, that's where it feels like it is still right now. But that's not to that's not to delegitimize kind of progress that was made in this year, but um, it's not ending on the high note or with the momentum you thought it might uh, following Doral. So um, interesting. Now, we've learned never to count them out, so we can't count them out here. They could, they could have some big hire and that could be why he left, you know? Yeah. It seems like he left more cause he just, yeah, there, it just didn't look great. For him, maybe, but uh, I, I just say it wasn't. It's it's not encouraging. I would say if you're like a big time live supporter, but they could be in a much better spot come February when things start again. So, all right, let's get on with it. Year view, um, brought to you by Club TFE. That's the uh, our new yeah. membership program. Did we put up the Sandhills review since our last episode? I think we might have. I but, think we did. Uh, yeah. You're going to get 52 course reviews with that subscription or that membership, I should say. First one is Sand Hills. That's free for all just to kind of give you a sense of what will be in those reviews, those course profiles. There's a new egg rating that will be the subject of some debate, I suppose. Um, we have a club TFE blog launching January 2nd. A lot of, uh, I don't know, amusing, insightful, exciting discussions about blog posts that are going to start going up there. That'll be every, just little things, big things, longer writing, get, you know, with comments, but we're not taking any, uh, you know, writing that would otherwise appear free away. Newsletters will still be there. We'll still have major championship coverage. But uh, if you subscribe, or you sign up for uh, Club TFE, those reviews will start rolling in. I would just check out that Sandhill one. Um, you get 10%, you know, as just a, an, ex- I don't know, an example of the photography and audio element. Um, what else do we have in there? A illustration by Cameron Hurtis. Uh, Garrett wrote about it for the newsletter, kind of what you can expect. Garrett, obviously, and you will be sort of the fulcrums of these reviews with a lot of other assets around them. But uh, Garrett, you know, as, as someone who will be behind them, wrote eloquently on what to expect 
uh, in the newsletter. Yeah. So I'm super excited about the blog too. I think the blog will be a place I that know, we can bat it around about a lot of subjects, like uh, like Mark Kalishman playing golf. We can just bat it around, and uh, you know, maybe we'll do a whole baseball players to PGA Tour players comp, like historical figures. I don't think I included it in my research, but I did find one. It might have been the Nelson. Another like this must have been the part of the year where the Leishman as a batsman really took off because someone tweeted us. He like chipped in, and it slowly like rolled in last revolution and somebody tweeted at us like you love a good drag bunt down the third baseline that just kind of rolls down the line and it's like ah this bit is just taking off and i love it so um yeah before we move on that, so again go to uh the fried egg.com there you'll find out more information on where you can join club tfe yeah fried again, egg slash membership has all the info on it the point of this is to focus us on what we do best and that's kind of that's blogging, that's going to courses, writing about courses, trying to provide our honest insight. It will keep us unconflicted, I suppose you could say. Not that we ever plan to be conflicted, but it keeps us independent. And the point is to not, you know, start this so we can go invest the money in a boat. It's investing this in ourselves, investing in the product to do more courses, to get more places and to focus us on what we do best. And I think you guys hopefully provides, you know, some of the most value to you. So again, sign up at friedegg.com slash membership. All right, let's get on to the year in review. It is the Byron Nelson. You left off with Wells Fargo at TPC Potomac at Avenel Farm. So we go from the farm to the ranch, TPC Craig Ranch, down in the Dallas area. Um, Craig T. Nelson Ranch. (laughs) Husky Boy Alley. Husky Boy Alley. So let's do a couple odds and ends around this week. All I remember is Tron sent out a tweet and got detonated. (laughs) You know, I occasionally will use Tron's Twitter feed as a source. We should call out like source material for this year review. Like Ryan Lavner does a good Monday morning column. I use Shackleford. Yeah, Shackelford. I use Alex Myers at Golf Digest. Does the the grind? It's like a weekly capsule. Will Knights is Wilder ratings have been great. Friday newsletter, but on Twitter, um, it's like obviously a lot of all our egg accounts and me. Uh, it's NLU. It's Porter. It's uh, Tron is occasionally you know I use Tron. Uh, Dylan Desher, Desher, Shane Bacon, Brentley. I use uh, Eric Patterson. Just like a lot of people in the golf orbit. I'm sure I'm leaving some out. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I pop into Dan Rappaport every once in a while, and yeah, uh, yeah. There's it, it's a wide range. Sometimes I go into deep fried egg and Antifaldo, you know, <laughs> especially when I'm struggling for material. <laughs> you know, like uh, like what uh, what is the uh, as we'll get to it the the, the Charles live. Schwab week, yeah. Uh, so anyways, like, live less. I don't want to, it's not like one source that we spend, I mean, it's taking me like three, four hours per event to do this. So like we try to do a fine tooth comb, just want to shout out some of these sources. And by way of doing that, I use Tron, I searched around Tron and I, there's usually not a lot of tweets from Tron, right? But this week there were like, I kept scrolling like hundreds of tweets for some reason. He stirred the pot with the people in Dallas. What did he say? It was like a disgrace or something. TPC Craig Ranch. I didn't get into the weeds on that. I didn't think it would make your interview, but here you are bringing it up. Anyways, he had stirred the pot. It was at war with the DFW area talking about how the thing was a stain or this venue was a disgrace and a stain on the area. Or Texas golf sucks. Something like that. It was a, it was a lot of tweeting from Tron this week. Um, 
All right. Other things around the Nelson. B.O. Kim, Bo Kim, uh, got his first win after the bird, subs- <laughs> bird suspension. That was a big thing for us this week. He came back <laughs> from being jammed, <laughs> being red carded off the tour for just flipping the bird, the little bird in- incident. And he won. He was back in the Korean tour winning. Um, ESPN announces a Manning cast with Joe Buck for the PGA Championship. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll get to that in the PGA year in review, but people reacted to that. I, I don't know if that made a big indent. In you, I haven't heard much about it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely didn't have momentum afterward. Like we need this. Remember after the first banning cast? Yeah. I, I guess yeah. we're because we're, we could talk about this now, but yeah. after the first banning cast, everybody's like, when's the next one? Right. I know th- didn't hear anybody ask that after the PGA. <laughs> Well, I mean, so yeah, I think it's, it's time to different... go back to the drawing board. I'm not shitting on the idea. I think it's time to go back to the drawing board of what it is. Right. Because I don't know who it was appealing to. Right. And golf's a harder sport probably to do it. I, uh, yeah. I don't it's think a... it's harder. I think they just need to have a target demo. Like, you know. Well, they were going for hours. I, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's right. So they announced it this week. Uh, you and I were big on this contention this week, this Nelson, that it was the last quote unquote normal week on the PGA tour for the foreseeable future. I'd say that was kind of going back and doing this kind of accurate, right? I mean, certainly live had been a significant story going back to really like Riviera hot and heavy. But, um, you know, after this week, it really just took off in terms of real out in the open aggression, contention, uh, contentiousness, um, and, and drama. So, yeah, you know, this was sort of the last normal week before we went to the PGA. Um, we learned Live Golf is apparently giving away the rights to its first event to be broadcast on YouTube. Um, uh, Greg Norman had just a disaster of a week. So he is out. I think he must have been on site at that British Masters. He's over somewhere. You know, they got the London event coming. He has an interview with Jamie Weir that goes disastrously. Um this is a Joel Beal tweet, another person we use for source sources. He talked about the Kashagi situation, uh, but also was, he was asked about the 81 Saudi executions in a day. He said, quote, Norman, I'm not going to get into the quagmire of whatever else happens in someone else's world. I heard about it and just kept moving on. The quagmire of executing 81 people in a day, as Greg Norman put it. Um, he says... What else did he have? Um, with J- J- on the Khashoggi murder, he says, we've all made mistakes. <laughs> this is a telegraph, I think. We've all made mistakes. You just want to learn from the mistakes and how you can correct them going forward. He answered a, a, a question about Saudi Arabia's treatment of LGBTQ people by saying, I'm not sure whether I have any gay friends, to be honest with you. Um, he told Jamie Weir, I do not answer to Saudi Arabia. I'm very proud of the fact that we've given the players this opportunity. For 45 years, it's been my goal to grow the game of golf for players and fans and stakeholders. Kind of, that's all he's been trying to do for 45 years: grow the game for everybody. But doesn't have any gay friends. Kashagi situation is just a mistake. We all have to move, mod. We all make mistakes. Um, he goes against uh, again. Questioned by Jamie on the Kashagi, he says it's reprehensible what happened with Kashagi. Own up to it. Talk about it. But if you go back into Saudi Arabia, they're making a cultural change from within to change that. They don't want to have that stigma sitting over there. Again, he was then asked about the 81 people <laughs> executed. He goes, I'm not going to get into quagmires. Uh, quote, the generation of kids. Is this that- the most that quagmires ever been used? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, for a non-like foreign policy podcast, military, you know, uh, strategy podcast, yeah, probably. Um, (laughs) Do you think he was given that word ahead of time as a talking point? Well, I mean, he was given the word, but probably no understanding of its meaning because it doesn't make any sense there. It's just, he had a lot of that this year. Um, He goes, you know, he's talking about this cultural shift. Um, he goes, the generation of kids that I see today on the driving range, they don't want that stigma. I mean, he's talking about stigma of chopping a journalist up and putting him in a bag. <laughs> like, I don't know what that, what, the, what are we talking about? They don't want that stigma going into the generations and their kids. They want to change that culture and they're changing it. And you know how they're doing it? <laughs> Golf. What? <laughs> what? Building some courses? Like, it's just going to change the... By the way, nobody's there playing golf. No one plays golf in Saudi Arabia. It's non-existent. They're building it for, like, Western interests. Like, there's nobody playing golf there. All right, more than nobody. More than zero, but come on. They're changing their entire culture and erasing the stigma. It's a great buddy strip. (laughs) By golf. Uh, he goes, I'm not going to get into politics. I don't know what the Saudi government does. I don't want to get into that. Every country has a cross to bear. They're not my bosses. We're independents. I do not answer to Saudi Arabia. I do not answer to their government or MBS. I answer to my board of directors, and MBS is not on that. Simple as that. So the narrative is untrue. Um, so he had a disaster of a week. I mean, the Khashoggi, we've all made mistakes. We all make mistakes. That got picked up by every, we're talking like every sort of, politics twitter new york times like everything just attention on live and norman for all the worst reasons like entirely front page news for like saying in Khashoggi is like front what? page news again where saudi arabia doesn't want it to be let me ask you when was the last time you used we all make mistakes <laughs> and what was it in i mean it's, to? i've and probably as a joke after i did something you know i was clearly in the raw and to my wife or something, you know, as a joke to like, I, I don't have a good explanation or I, you know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. use that seriously. That's legitimately. As I was thinking, I think I like left the back door unlocked and she was, she was like, you left the back door unlocked. And I said, we all make mistakes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the back door, you know, the ordered killing of a, you know, dissident who knows. Um, uh, he also had an Instagram post. Teeing off a number one at the uh, old course that said, quote, prepping for no reason, but still one of my all time favorite courses to play. Prepping for no reason. Still thinking he might get that exemption into the open for, I don't know, reasons that were unclear. But he's he's out there just doing his little PR stuff. Um, so there's a lot of criticism. He's getting crushed. A lot of criticism for lives like bumbling, what seemed bumbling efforts at this point, but not the tour as well. So the tour this week announces that they changed like their eligibility for PGA Tour U. Like if you go and do dabble with the Saudi League for an event, you're then like you lose all your status in PGA Tour U. Um, they change your eligibility eligibility rules regarding non-approved unranked pro events and like you were hot about this everybody was i mean restricting where kids that may never make it on tour uh where they can play is absurd you tweeted and you know that was a pretty common sentiment so tour leadership also getting aggressive i think there are a lot of people that disagreed with me about that 
Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's silly, silly to kind of extend it into PGA Tour U. So the tour is getting aggressive. This is the week they deny the waiver request to play the London event, which came at the time we're going back was a shock. People were surprised. Everyone was like, wow, we didn't expect this yet. We expected it when they came to America for their events or, you know, let them do one or two, three one-offs like they did the Saudi International. But they deny it right away saying, um, you know, as a membership organization, we believe this decision is best interest of the PGA Tour and its players. Uh, Bob Herrig reported that 19 of the top 100 applied for waivers and filed entries for the first live event. 20 20 tour players had request, requested releases um, and that 170 players had applied for access. Fred Couples tweets, denied, 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 all caps when, when the waiver news comes in. Um, and, and the tour releases, like, you know, says the release would cause the tour to be in violation of its contractual commitment to a tournament sponsor. Uh, and it would hard the tour in such operations. The first of this eight event series, more of half of those events are in the United States. And this is where they keep calling it the Saudi golf league. You know, they refuse to call it live. This was at, at this point in time. Um, what else? Yeah. Oh, uh, on the senior tour, I don't know why I have this in here. Senior tour Stricker. We had a major week. Stricker wins the region's tradition, but more importantly, Alex Cheka was DQ'd yet again. For using the wrong green reading size book and or an unapproved yardage book issue, like second, this happened multiple times, and as we learned, he's like exceptionally frugal, cheap, like stays at like motel sixes on the road. He's like a major winner this year, and the people were the 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 theory was he didn't want to pay for new greens reading books, the legal ones. So we learned that at the Regents Traditions. Um, we also get this week Phil Mickelson says he won't be playing the PGA. You might have this the next week, but uh, during Nelson week, he says, I'm not going to play the PGA. It's kind of a stunning shocker. I mean, at the time, he's a defending champion. People were like, holy shit. Everybody tweeted, I can't believe this. And we don't learn about it from anything other than a statement released by the PGA championship, which was weird. It, it ended with, we wish Phil and Amy the very best and look forward to his return to golf. I, I don't. Yeah. So that was odd. Like it was a stunner. We learned Phil's not going to, defend his title at the PGA. Um, also, apparently, like Bryson resurfaces. He just had hand surgery. <laughs> He's hitting like 192 ball speed after like, you know, four weeks and two days or something, he said, after hand surgery. Says he's going to play the PGA. or are going to try to play, play the PGA. So, uh, at the actual Nelson. They tried to play a bunch of events. <laughs> he tried to play PGA and the and the the next event. Couldn't play it's yeah, but it was just like, I mean, kind of felt publicity. like a ploy to be. Yeah, in, but yeah. In the, it was a pit play, probably. Right, right. Uh, at the Nelson, Husky Boy wins. KH Lee wins. He becomes the fourth player to go back to back. The Nelson joining. I think it's Sneed, Nicholas, and Watson, and then Husky Boy <laughs> go back to back at the Nelson. Um, he shot a bogey free. I don't know, sixty three on Sunday. It was speed. It was just like a birdie fest, complete birdie fest. Dart Ball Central. Um, uh, there were 2,228 birdies on the weekend, which was a PGA Tour record. Just eagles everywhere. Um, it's, you know, like a par 68 course or something like that. Spieth is in the mix. Uh, Shoffley, Hideki gets going. Shoffley was at the one point, I think he shot 61 on Sunday and was tied for the lead, but like, you know, 
he was the clubhouse leader first on the leaderboard, but his chances, his odds were like, you know, uh, plus 5,000 or something because they just knew there were 20 guys out there that were going to shoot like 64 behind him. And that's basically what happened. Justin Thomas was in the mix. Um, this was another sort of, I've, I, I don't know, this 2022 vintage of Spieth where he was like first strokes tee to green and then awful with his putter. Again, he had like, you know, three putts from inside seven feet, had miraculous like comebacks from this like the the heather and the rough, uh, but then he'd three putt from like seven feet. So another Spieth thing. Under Armour had him dressed up just ho- horrifically. He's dressed like a little boy. We, we had this, like, you know, this suburban 13-year-old boy in this Under Armour polo with very short uh, sleeve colors. Um, you started calling him a house cat, which, which prefaces the whole house cat nomenclature of, of PGA week. I think you contended that he was a house cat this week, TPC Craig Ranch, Craig T. Nelson Ranch. So, yeah, Husky Boy wins at uh, 26 under. Um at on the LPJ, Minji Lee wins by a lot, I believe, at the Cognizant Founder Cup with his another, you know, prefaces sort of her big uh, women's open win. Um, uh, what else? Oh, uh, the Nelson, the boy from Bratislava, is called out on PGA Tour Live by I think it was Craig Perks. And he goes, that's what he's known as in quote unquote comedic golf circles. And this was on the PGA Tour live broadcast. The boy from Bratislava. Boy from Bratislava. Nicholas uh, turned down, announces he turned down $100 million from Liv. I think in a, I don't know where that was. That was you're getting into my the week. PGA, sorry, that was Bamberger's you're, article. You're, you're coming into my week. You always do this. You roll in, you roll in on the first All thing right, on the All right, sorry, docket. I try to be thorough. I try to be thorough. <laughs> Uh, this is a good one. This is FedEx Cup Courier Cup washing. Just overheard on PGA Tour Radio. Quote, and that'll be a closing par for Scotty Scheffler, the reigning mass FedEx Cup points leader. Cut themselves off with the reigning mass. And, the Fed- and we had a lot of fun with that. They corrected themselves. He wasn't the reigning master champion. <laughs> he was the FedEx Cup points leader on the PGA Tour Radio. Grayson Murray gets duped <laughs> on Twitter, which is like a theme there's that that adult film star Johnny Sins, I think is his name, who dresses up as like a doctor. He, he was on like this old Miss, like as like um, old Miss like ticket package because he's like a doctor. Like he's in different outfits, and, he, and I guess apparently one he's in a police officer's outfit. And they tweeted at Grayson Murray, "My stepbrother's a police officer in the Roanoke PD, and you're his favorite golfer, and he loves you." <laughs> Hashtag back the blue. And Grayson Murray is tweeting all about this. Hell yeah, tell your brother. Thanks for everything he does. And <laughs> it's very much not an actual police officer, but uh, someone in a costume. Um, <laughs> so that was fun to find, Grayson. Uh, PGA, tier, PGA Championship beer prices, the, the drama, Cody McBride. Again! No, this was the week before. Don't get in my kitchen. No, it wasn't. Cody McBride tweeted it the weekend before. And that's where, like, of course, all the hoopla starts the week of the PGA. <laughs> But this is where it starts. $19 for for beer. And this was, yeah, this was before the PGA. He tweeted out the weekend of the Nelson, and that, that ball gets rolling. Um, what else? Oh, on the on the Mickelson news that he's WD, I found this. He was the fourth person in 50 years to not defend his title. Payne Stewart, who passed away. Tiger, because he had the knee surgery. And Rory, when he had, uh, you know, busted his ankle before the 15 opened. 
but Phil's was like for obviously a much more peculiar reason. Um, Brooksy, WD, and we don't really know why. He said from the Nelsons, like no one could find him for like five days. No one know, like you know, not actually the media couldn't find him or get comment for him. And it was just a bizarre kind of circumstance that he WD'd. And I don't know if this was the start of trying to figure out what was going on with Brooksy this summer and turnabout, but uh, that was that was a notable moment from the week. All right, that's it. I, I have one more, but I feel like it's going to infringe on your PGA talk. What the, is the, it? The Shane Ryan article? No, I don't have that. Do you have that? No. So this was when he got the uh, – he did like a big report on PGA pros and like the really tough like circumstances. Many of them are under, right? And, and like the poor poor pay for la- larger hours. And this is where Susie Whaley gave her – Howitzer of a quote, young people are hoppers, right? They want a five-day work week. They want to go on vacation with their family. What a novel. What a, what a ridiculous extreme concept. They want weekends off. And certainly if you get into our business, that's not the case. So you have a standard of what a traditional golf professional is used to in terms of working hours versus younger generation that just says no. So like some really shitty conditions laid out in this article. And then the PGA leadership, Susie Whaley, Richardson, like just say like these millennials are lazy and don't want to work. I bring this up because I know for a fact they were prepped about this. Like, Richard, you can't say this. You're going out there. You can't say this <laughs> by PGA Tour comms the, the subsequent week. And, like, they immediately defaulted to it in their press conference. It's like, young millennials, like, you know, young people are different. They don't want to work in so many terms. And, like, I think PGA Tour, like, comms, like, oh, God, we said just don't say that. But anyways, that got panned. Lizuzi Whaley and other comments about, you know, the, really the kind of tough state of being a PGA pro while these folks huh. are it's living high on me. the hog in leadership. Um, Someone else but, told me that they were all making <laughs> – right hundreds of thousands of this generation doesn't actually want to work they want to have vacations okay all right on to the pga that's your nelson week what do you got a bad week for jack you alluded to this so he he uh alex maselli had a report that said yeah well it started with bad burger at the fire pit uh, article he he said that that in hindsight kind of feels like jack trying to get out in front of it that yeah. he's going to be sued by Howard, uh, by golf, you know, his own company. Go ahead. He, he said that the, uh, that moving the event to Southern Hills was, was cancel culture, you know, wherever your political, you know, wait, he's Nick, Nicholas yeah. said that. Yeah. He said it was canceled cancel from Bedminster. Culture. Yeah. I don't remember wherever that. your okay. political allegiance lies. I think we can agree that it was really good for golf that it went from Bedminster to Southern Hills because yeah. Bedminster was awful for live and it, Southern Hills was wonderful. Um, but he, then the other big news is he turned down a hundred million from live. So he said he turned it down later in the week. Alex Maselli gets a report uh, that that Jack Nicholas is being sued by the Nicholas companies, and uh, he right. said, "I Which turned it down once for all those yeah. right, the, the yeah. Howard, whatever." Man. Yeah, go ahead. I turned it down once verbally, once in writing. Guys, I have to stay with the PGA Tour. I help start the PGA Tour. So from the lawsuit which Big Randy was perusing. This was a tweet 
here's an excerpt from the lawsuit. So this is the Nicholas companies (laughs) suing Jack Nicholas. Fortunately for Nicholas companies and Mr. Nicholas, the company was eventually able to convince Mr. Nicholas to stop exploring a deal for that, for the endorsement of the Saudi backed league. The company essentially saved Mr. Nicholas from himself, uh, from himself by extricating him from a controversial project that could not only tarnish his legacy and reputation, but severely damaged the Nicholas company's name, brand, and businesses. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yep. I turned so that, it down. I just, you know, I'm loyal to the tour. Meanwhile, those companies like try to throw their body in front of him, <laughs> dabbling with the Saudis. Okay. All right. Um, Phil's not playing, as you said. So we get a bunch of quotes. Uh, Rory had a, a really good one. This should be a celebration, right? He yeah. won a major championship at 50 years old. It was possibly his last big, big moment in the game of golf. I think he should be here this week and celebrating what a monumental achievement he achieved last year. Uh, so Tiger, he's a big draw for the game of golf. He's just taking his time and we all wish him the best when he comes back. Phil has said some things that I think a lot of us who are committed to the tour, committed to the legacy of the tour, have pushed back against. Uh, Rom said, got to do what he's got to do. Um, Seth Wall had a quote that said, you know, his organization doesn't think live is good for the game of golf. Uh, so that was a big one. Uh, the course is obviously a huge story. So uh, it was the you know first time Southern Hills hosted since Tiger in, in 2007. And um, it was, you know, they had the big renovation with Gil Hans. So Rory said, I love the green complexes. I love that it gives you options off the tee. I think you're going to see a lot of different strategies this week. Guys hang driver where maybe other guys aren't, and vice versa. And I think we're it's going to be a wonderful test this week. Tiger on the course. The golf course has a lot more shot options, that's for sure. We are going to be tested around the greens a lot. But it still puts a premium on putting the ball in play and in the fairway and somehow below the holes in the right spots. So the beer, the beer story... <laughs> Every pro is commenting on it. So Cody, Cody's tweet, eighteen dollar beers. JT, thirst bucket. JT goes over the top of it. Eighteen dollars for a beer. Uh, what? Got to treat the fans better than that. Like everybody glazed JT, over the so fact that you were getting a twenty-four ounce can. Yes, yes. And I think everybody. I went to the women's PGA the next whatever two weeks and there were more per ounce I, I believe and nobody got worked up about that i just thought i i, I is it too much money yeah but i the shock around it was a little did didn't has feel any, has anybody been to a sporting event you go to the browns you go to, yeah you go to any of these things <laughs> you spend like you know over a hundred dollars when you go to buy a round of four beers or something but yeah go ahead um lots there's a ton of ricky to live buzz this week and he had some like quotes that were just like, yeah, like I've thought about it. I forgot about that until we started dabbling with this research. That that was like a thing. Like I'm mm-hmm. not gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I'm considering it. The Ricky, yeah. Gallion. And so obviously he hasn't yet, uh, and probably won't. It seems like, yeah. Uh, Wayne Grady <laughs> took Wayne to Grady. Facebook and what? absolutely detonated Greg Norman. Oh, so, I vaguely remember this. Wayne Grady, great Australian player. And Won a PGA, just, right? 
Yeah, just goes on Facebook of all places. Facebook <laughs> and Meta. literally just writes a writes a letter effectively, just killing Greg Norman. So this is what it is. I have two comments. Will you stop referring to it as the PGA? It's the PGA Tour. Secondly, from someone who has known Greg for 50 years, Greg is only about Greg. He has been trying to take down the tour for 30 years. The admiration I had for him, uh, for what he has achieved and what he did for Australian golf is gone. For him to try and trivialize what the greats before him did to grow and create what the PGA Tour is today is an absolute disgrace. He should, uh, he, you should hang your head in shame, Shark. I went to Jack Newton's memorial service yesterday and was surrounded by true professional golfers who believe in loyalty and history. He signed it. GFY, Shark. <laughs> shark is, I, according to him, 45 years just trying to grow the game for the players and stakeholders. That's all he's been trying to do, according to him. All right. I forgot about that, Wayne Grady. Facebook. I love my question is who's on Facebook to find it. Yeah. Uh, Um, Bryson WD's citing fatigue and a surgically surgically repaired left hand. I mean, this was insane that he was ever going to play. He was never (laughs) going to play. He just showed like this. Did he even play a practice round? He like flew in to did to. You know, prance about for the cameras and then left. That he was well, he never going to play. He did an interview, and he sounded like he was he was Phil because oh, he oh. said, <laughs> "I've had a lot of stuff recently. Being out of the game, it's not fun. It's not a fun thing for me." And then he signed. He like ended the interview with, "Everybody deserves a second chance." Oh yeah, we're, we're like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Second Were you chance. suspended? Was he secretly suspended? I forgot about that. What second uh, chance from what? Interesting. Kyle Porter had a great tweet. It was a screen cap of uh, of uh, a screenshot of uh, Tiger hugging Patrick Reed on the driving range, and it was clearly like Tiger Reed. Uh, Tiger was like whispering something to Patrick Reed and his yeah. caption was just delete the account. Use golf facts about him. And the, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. They're getting the unfair advantage from the PGA. Um, like, DJ in his press conference, this was signs that he was, he was long gone. Yeah. Uh, when asked about live, he said, I mean, I think golf is in a good spot. And I think what they're they're doing is could potentially be good for the game of golf. I'm excited to see what happens here in a few weeks. The follow up was excited, exciting meaning. I'll be watching. Not a real strong denunciation. He's excited no. to see what happens with Liv. All right. Um, super big concern about uh, in the lead up was like where they're going to place the tees because of like the trains and the tees yeah, and the yeah. traffic. And it ended up being like a non-problem. Right. Waiting, having to like wait to hit off tees. Right. The part three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was a big deal. Rounds are going to be six and a half hours. All this stuff. Okay. 
Um, Josh Peter of the USA Today went to San Diego to try and find Phil. <laughs> and, oh, I kind of remember this. So he got comment. He did find Phil. Phil's Phil was apparently in meetings. He was in business meetings. He couldn't. Did meet his him. mom like commenters? Yes. So Mary Mickelson yeah. commented, which I th- is that his sister. I think. I think it's his mom. I think his mom his talked mom. about it. Okay. Yeah. I wish you could see him now. He's relaxed. He laughs all the time. He's not on the phone with people that are calling him for this and that. And please, uh, please play in this term, this tournament. And it's hard when you have to say no when you don't have time, uh, the time to spend. But he's taken a lot of time with our family. And then Charles Barkley like weighed in. He was like, "You can't just be a ghost, man." Charles Barkley commented for the article. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh-huh. Um. So that gets us to round one. I hope okay. I didn't forget anything. No, you're fine. You're good. Rory shoots 65. He had 10 drivers. All of them went over 326 yards. It was like an incredible round. He just like, he made it look so easy. And, it, and then obviously then the mania is like, Rory's going to win. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's, he, he's obviously shook the, the, fir, the pre, like the early round jitter, jitters. Uh, the morning played way easier than the afternoon because it started to pick up at the wind. So there was this like this. crazy wave, obviously, between uh, morning and afternoon. And the afternoon got like was way harder. So the morning played 0.8 shots easier than the afternoon. And then the weather the next day was forecasted for like crazy winds in the morning, like 40 mile an hour winds in the morning and then like lessening as the day went on. So it was like. Like, this is only going to get a bigger discrepancy. So the sand storyline comes comes up. So it's a huge I, story. The pampered pampered fucks couldn't handle the sand at Southern Hills. I So I vague, I like remember the vague details. What was it like this? Like pebbles, right? And it, like yeah, Poulter, it's, it's didn't Poulter post an image of his wedge being scratched or something? Mm-hmm. Like a close up. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. But the sand's different than the, you know, for those that aren't aware the tour has plays out of the same sand week in, week out. Like if they go to a new course and they don't have their kind of sand, they have to replace the they sand. They ask them to put that <laughs> sand in. It's yeah. it's preposterous. It's like one I uh I was playing with a professional athlete from another sport and I told him this. And he was like, Wait, what? Is that for real? Like it's a, it's a preposterous thing that, that they play the course, play the course as it's, yeah. you know, like a baseball fields are different in dimensions, right? Football yeah. fields, you have different conditions based on the location, but yeah. Um, so David Duvall on the telecast is ex- as impressive as they are week in week out uh, from tour bunkers. They've been equally unimpressive today. Andy North. Beautifully maintained. Just uh, you just have to judge the firmness. They're awfully simple to play out of. So the old guys, the old codgers, just I have, I have no sympathy for these young pampers. F's complaining about the bunkers. Okay, JT, I'm sure you've seen uh, you've seen from watching the coverage that it's really difficult to get spin. Basically impossible. Some of those bunker shots that are generally pretty easy or guaranteed up and downs definitely is not the case this week. Well, this says more about the tours week to week. Yes. You know, it does demands and, and sort of, uh, 
That's really unbelievable. Scheffler, bunkers aren't supposed to be that easy to play out of. Great quote from ah, Scotty Scheffler. There we go. Um, Scotty. Uh, one thing that happened this week was really sad. Sad day. We lost our last two boys in brown. Oh, they got they got canceled by the by the UPS. Is that UPS what happened? dropped uh, Westy and Louis Eustachian. No longer we no, we will never have another brownout situation. <laughs> the FedEx by cup. tour tour cameramen trying to zoom out, <laughs> put graphics over tour badges. You know, people that work for the tour no longer have to worry about you know potentially putting a picture up that has a has a UPS logo in it. It's a sad day. It. They were the this two grandfathered in. Yeah, and UPS canceled. Got rid of them. Canceled their contract. What? What? Because Usti was in the event, right? It was Westy was not in the PGA, mm-hmm. and Usti had some new logo on his shirt. Some yeah, other logistics. And then some UPS other. like confirmed that they dropped. Yeah, him. that's right. Okay. Tiger shoots seventy four. Wasn't great, but it wasn't awful. Um, everyone's kind of getting ready for the next day. Sage Steele got hit in the mouth by a John Rahm tee shot. It was really bad. Sounds bad. What happened? Yeah, it didn't come out till later. There were like rumors yeah. of it and rumbling, but like they didn't go. Yeah, it sounded like dent, like had some teeth knocked out. Yeah, like, had really to bad. like get like surgeries done. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dave Stockton, who uh, dished on the Champions Dinner, said it was a fun evening. Phil was not missed. I think Phil would have been a big distraction whether he was here. Uh, the story here this week is at the PGA. So Phil was not missed. All right. Um, we did our cat episode. Yeah, I don't know how much we want to go into that, but that was a so, just an oddball, different episode. KVV was incredible. KVV's on the ground writing dynamite columns about like the end of Tiger and all yeah. that, and then he indulges art with this nomenclature ironically there was a fried egg podcast being recorded in the radio stall next to kvv recording with uh, us the idiotic pod so garrett and meg atkins were recording a podcast right next to him right so garrett tweeted haven't listened to this yet can't wait when at kevin valkenberg van valkenberg was talking with brendan and andy Meg and I were in the radio booth directly next door recording a fried egg pod. We're pretty sure we heard KVV meow at one point. (laughs) (laughs) So he also used the term. He he called the player a jungle cat. He called the player a kitten sipping milk from a saucer. (laughs) I believe that was... um, Patrick Cantlay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh you just gotta listen to the episode. I mean I, it's a, it's a Billy, historical Billy Boy, artifact at this point. Billy Boy was the was the screeching alley cat. <laughs> Xander like went to the porch at least. Yeah. <laughs> kitten, a fragile kitten sipping milk from a saucer. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, people probably didn't expect the major to be broken up. Major week to be broken up with that. We had some people loved it. it. Some people were pretty pretty pissed off. About Whatever. It. I think there was much more of the former. All right. All right. Round two. Crazy windy. Tiger shoots one under sixty nine. It was incredible. God, I don't remember that. He made. The I know cut. he WD'd. Yeah. Right. 
DWD Sunday or Saturday? It's Saturday night. He played Saturday and then done. Okay. All right. So it was like he made like incredible par saves. It was just like, it was honestly like just watching a like a guy just gutted out. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, a running back just needing a first down and, you know, he's hurt or something and he's just, you know, it was not fun to watch necessarily, yeah. but at the same time, he was just making these incredible, he had so many up and downs and like crazy par saves yeah. to make the cut. Um, Rory shoots one over, Zalator shoots 65 and JT playing in like the, the heat of the wind in the morning was incredible and is only three back. Like I was, it was another one of those like players, like performances, shaping shots, hitting, like just like showcasing why, what makes him so great. You know, I really kind of forgot about this in, in Rory's year. It was kind of the master's finish, the open, that whole thing. But I think this was like, as discussed as like Rory got the favorable side of the draw on a course that set up well for him playing well all year. And like just booted it. I think I remember, uh, I think it was Marty Smith from ESPN talking to him on the range, and he seemed emotional. Very on emotional. Sunday morning. Like, I can say he was like crying or anything like he did at the Ryder Cup, but he was like, I, I do remember being really down on Rory for kind of booting away a chance from the, from the good side of the draw after that opening 65. I had forgotten about that whole sequence in, in the sort of grander Rory year, but not, not a good. You know, blow an opportunity. So he refused to do media all weekend. Wow. He did the Marty. I, I forgot Smith, about but he that. Didn't talk to media on Saturday or Sunday. Okay. Didn't know you that. Know. Yeah. Um, Bubba shot 63. Then didn't he like detonate on the weekend or something yeah. like that? Okay. But he said, everybody's like, oh, Bubba's, Bubba's in the mix. Like he could yeah. do this. And his quote is, I don't think I learned how to attack the golf course. If you really want to go through my round, I was nervous on every single shot. I was nervous. Uh, I, I was nervous on every single putt. I had no clue. The greens are bumpy. Let's just call it like it is. They're bumpy and they were a little hairier today. It was tough. My putts bounced, the, my, putts bounced my way and they went in today. <laughs> the rest of the weekend did bounce as well. Um, so Sage Steele got hit the day before and yeah. today, uh, on Friday, Aaron Smith, uh, Aaron Wise got hit in the head by a camp Smith tee shot this. on the seventh. Uh, he, so cam was hitting on two and Aaron Wise was on seven. He got yeah. hit in the head and just a balloon ball outright. Right. Yeah. Way right. And he finished the round, but he had the huge bruise. The the golf ball left like the line on the golf ball left a sharpie mark on his hat. Oh God! Yeah, I remember this kind of. He was like walking walking out that day with like an ice pack on his head. Uh, um, Cameron Smith, just by the way, like we, we talked about the majors, uh, his major year, um, just his the crazy good year he had. Right? Yep. He he led the field this week. Strokes gained T to green. He finished like last in putting, which is so crazy. It was the opposite at the players, right? Yeah. I think like his off the tee was bad, and then he was like amazing, obviously chipping and putting. Interesting. John Daly was photographed after the round playing slots in a casino. Remember this? Yeah. 
he had a moment as he always does where he was like in first for like an hour and people were tweeting screenshots thursday morning um there's tons of chatter about tiger not being like a modern player or like a tactician anymore because he was laying so far back oh everybody was getting iron off off every tee right yeah and he was like invoking like they don't play like lee jansen anymore i think he had a quote about something about like it's like yeah man like you kind of begat this whole generation right of aggressive play i mean of course he was a tactician too throughout his career and played it smart liverpool and elsewhere yeah but, but he was like laying back with irons he had like six like 70 yards behind these guys 100 well, he's behind. playing with rory who's rory. hitting like 330 every hole yeah, and yeah. he's just like and he's an iron off the tee he's like 100 yards behind him and he had some quotes like i was talking to joey he's like you know lee jansen you can't play like you know th- th- those days are over it's like yeah you've been out here the last like 25 years you kind of initiated this, at least in this transition and this kind of athlete. But yeah, he I, I forgot about the irons and just there was a lot of talk about that. Go ahead. On Friday night, um, so nine unders leading. And Is this Brandle? Brandle goes on like yeah. a tirade about Southern Hills. He calls it a treeless wasteland. <laughs> Just trying, you know, doing what Brandle does, trying to, to trying to create a take when he doesn't Did he go really at have Gil one. a little bit yeah. too. He went and at, yeah. yeah, just absolutely a preposterous take. I think I have this in video, my own personal. Cl- it was like twelve. I minutes. couldn't find it's it. It's really yeah. long. He went on just a a tirade. They didn't post it to Golf Channel. Though. I have this. I think on my phone. It was and, treeless wasteland. It was just an absurd thing. And then, of course, the weekend, it was just brutal. I mean, the winning score was so, the playoff. Southern Hills, like, Southern Hills just like destructed people. You know, on Sunday, one player in the last seven groups was under par. Well, this is the thing 156 guys pre cut. They just got to, they can't have everybody shooting 80, you know? And, I remember this soliloquy. He kind of crushed the restoration yeah. purpose of that. Got, like you need a lot of trees and high rough. I think was the, the gist of it. So I hope. Not I, a I wish. Test. I as I always do. I wish Brandel great success in his in his design career. You know, I'm sure. I can't wait to to see some original work from him. The treeless wasteland. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> so he's wanted to redesign 17 at Sawgrass. And and he's done with Southern Hills. It was on a heater, Brandel here. All right. Um, Cold and windy, round three. Complete opposite. So the wind switched completely opposite. And end of the day, Pereira leads by three over Fitzy and Zalatoris. I want to point out, at this point, there is zero juice in this tournament. Like Saturday and Sunday for the like first... 12 holes of Sunday, everybody's like, uh-oh. This is a Baltusrol 16, 2016 type situation. The telecast knew nothing about Mito Pereira. That's right. Nothing. They just kept recycling his good friend with Joaquin Neiman. That was like the entire... And then they brought... like So Sunday, they bring Joaquin Neiman into the booth to talk about him, and that's when he kind of destructs. But he, they right. knew nothing about him. Like right. literally nothing. It was yep. it, the telecast was so bad on Saturday. They kept showing the Tulsa skyline. 
Okay. And like it was just like it, it there was like the that commercial free ESPN plus footage early in the week. And and yeah. then they passed it over to CBS and it was just a disaster. Everybody was like was uh, they were they were missing t like the opening t shots of the leaders like it was just an <coughs> utter it was awful okay um one thing that the telecast did really well that I thought that was really insightful is Jim Nance pointed out that uh Cameron Young and Zalatoris both played at Wake playing a Perry Maxwell course it was a good good little insight uh, okay old time they were paired together in the final round okay. um. And obviously, they both played great. They both had legit ch- chances to win. Um, six is playing insanely hard. The six hole. Which one? Everybody's like the par That's three. The, okay. So it, it switches dead into the wind. And they're like, after Saturday, they're like, they have to move it up. They have to move it up. They didn't. But it went 29% of players hit the green. There's like so many balls in the water. I mean, the guys are hitting three woods. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was insane. Uh, Tiger, Tiger was awful. He shot seventy nine. Um, it was it just like painful. Yeah, like painful depressing to watch. To yeah. watch. Yeah. Um, he ended it he, after the round. He said, "Well, I'm sore. I know that is. Uh, I know that is for a fact. We'll do some work and see how it goes." And then he obviously withdrew that night. Uh, Rory shoots a 74. This was probably like the low point of deflation after Friday. Friday was yeah. like super disappointing, but it's like, oh, he could come. He played so well. He could still, you know, he's still in this. Shoots 74 with a double, a triple, and then he three putted 18. So he's nine back going into Sunday. <sighs> JT, everybody, including KVV, thinks JT's done because he, he shoots. I think it, I can't remember. I didn't look at full into it but like i think kvv asked a question that was like saying something that jt was out of it and then you know jt obviously it goes on to win but jt seven back um after it, 74. kvv wrote an article about like jt and rory like not being able to come through in the way that tiger would or like not being just just bowing out when they had a chance and then i think kvv at, after jt won kvv like offered himself up like can you roast me like yeah. i'm sorry i wrote and jt didn't know about it and i was like whoever wrote that's an idiot i think that's what it was but yeah go ahead sorry um jt Felda, was basically counted out though but yeah he, you know saturday night okay felt i don't think i think we said he was a contender okay on contender right. pretender okay. um faldo said on the telecast phil right now if he wants to protect his legacy he's has got to return to the pga tour obviously he didn't that was a heated segment, I remember. Yeah. Or, it, it's, I don't know, had some zip to it, I guess. Uh, Finau wore this, like, absurd flower shirt. It was like <laughs> like a bouquet of flowers on a shirt. Like, it was... He's, got, it was he's not built like quite a, a library, yeah. Finau, of that stuff. <laughs> it was... I mean, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think I'm fully out on it. It's just like, an insane shirt. Like so can't get shoes a- for Tiger, but they get the female his scripting. All right. Scoring averages for the week. Round one, 72.8. Round two, 72.6. Round three, without any club pros, 73.2. <laughs> Treeless wasteland. <laughs> um, so let's talk about General Patton. 
Oh. Pat and Kazire. This one this one really got you going. Okay. Is he bitched about the bunker sand, right? Went crazy about the bunker sand. So so he said General Patton put up an Instagram. It's an Instagram story. <laughs> and it was of like the pavement. It was just yeah. like a picture of the pavement. The parking lot on his way out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it said pitiful golf on a pitiful setup on an overrated golf course. I forgot about it. So you like deleted it really quickly, but obviously everybody <laughs> the internet, got their screenshots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you wrote for the newsletter. This is what you wrote. Following in the footsteps of role player Patrick Beverly popping off about a competition he was not relevant to, rank and, fi- uh, rank and file field filler Patton Kazire decided to get off some harsh words about <laughs> Southern Hills and set up a championship golf uh, championship overall. Playing in the fourth game out on Saturday, Patton got off the course early and decided to post some lunchtime thoughts to Instagram. The caption reading, pitiful golf. So it just yeah, was yeah. Uh, yeah. great. You got comparing, him, comparing him to Patrick Beverly. Was this when Beverly had ripped Chris Paul or something? Yeah. Or, yeah, while he was on first take. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Hatton got some shots in too. Turrell. Augusta, the Yas Lakes. He just had a lot of takes about blowing up holes and uh, conditions. Go ahead. Hatton said the greens at Southern Hills are bubbling all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're playing in a major championship, not a monthly medal. Oh, I forgot about the monthly medal. (laughs) It's so hard to hold putts. So you can hit a great putt, and they just don't look like they're going in, which is hard to accept. When we're playing in a major championship. <laughs> Gosh. Hatton, monthly medal. Yeah. Yeah, these guys, when they get out of the cocoon of the PGA Tour setup, they have some thoughts. They do. <laughs> All right, last day, Sunday. JT wins, obviously. Playoff over Zal Torres. Only player in the last seven groups to break par. He shot 67. Went, and then he went birdie, birdie, par to win the playoff, which was insane. He drove it 17. It was, uh, earlier in the day, he hit, he shanked it on six, the par three, oh, like a yeah. cold shank. So he hit the the shot tracker goes, tee shot, hit 108 yards, 121 yards to the hole. <laughs> so all out shank in a round and that he, he eventually would win a major championship. I off. think he couldn't hit it. He couldn't hit his next shot very far either. Because the next shot shot hit fifty feet eleven inches, hundred and nine yards to the hole. Shot hit hundred and two yards of the green, leaving an eighteen foot putt, and he made the eighteen footer oh, for, for bogey. Kind of a a big bogey. Miracle. It's kind of screwing around, taking three shots to get to the green. That's amazing. Was that the hole also where you might get to it? Is that Zalatoris or Fitzpatrick like airmailed oh, it? Like I for, hit I didn't it? Like put that? In. Yeah, like thirty like, yards over the green. Like, Zalatoris. Yeah, I think that was Zalatoris. He hit it just straight through the wind. Hole. Yeah, and that was like yeah. a twenty. And then Tiger, I think Tiger hit one like that can't be in the water, and it went in the water. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun hole all week. Yeah, yeah I think I was I mean, also when, the, when that wind shifted, it was yeah. nuts. Yeah. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I think that was also where Fitzy, like, like this guy, he was in the this guy's 
can't do anything. I think he was uh, had basically was a ejected Sunday himself. For, for I was like, he'll never win a major. He won one like three weeks later. Like he just can't. He didn't show up that this Sunday. All right, go ahead. So obviously the the you know all hell breaks loose. The late. It, it, I mean, Mito's putting this thing to sleep. Like it. Yeah. It seems like he's just got like the tournament in a in a, in a chokehold, yeah. and then he just starts making bogeys, lots of them. Like that, you know, it's just like a bogey here, bogey there. Stops getting up and down on the back nine, and that. But he he still like he leaves seventeen green, one shot up, par to win the PGA, and then obviously you know everybody remembers that swing. Par to win, after. bogey to playoff, and makes double. Yeah, and yeah. he speaks to media afterwards. What was he? Did he hit it in the creek? Right. Yeah. He the, like, I think Porter, some some bit like he was electrocuted as he yeah. as he made contact. Was <laughs> yes. that Porter? Somebody had that characterization, and he hit it in the creek. Right. Yeah. He right, hit it short, in the right? creek. He hit it in the creek right, and then he, I think he, hit it short of the green. Then he got on and missed the putt. Double. Yeah. Double. Yeah. yeah. Um. Mito. So he spoke to the media afterward, which was like crazy. You know, he did did an interview without Balionis. Um, He said, I thought I was nervous the first day. Then I thought I was nervous the second day. Then I thought I was nervous the third day. But the fourth day was terrible. I mean, this morning was tough. On 18, I wasn't even thinking about the water. I just wanted to put it in play. And I guess I aimed too far right. I just hit it in the water. I think Zalatoris hit one over there. Yeah. But yeah. like found like a little peninsula of land and, mm-hmm. and had to hit a cut around trees or something to get up. Yeah, there. he made a great par. Par, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was to get into the playoff. Yeah. That's like a... <laughs> um, <laughs> I found this Kirk Herb Street tw- tweet. Herb Street? He got, got, got smoked for it. Like he just got like... What did he say? <laughs> he, he tweeted... Think the time has come for the at PGA tour to ban dr- the drunk clowns yelling after a tee shot at the at a major was really funny back in 2003. Blaming the PGA tour yeah. for not enforcing the rules of the, the uh, wanting further fan enforcement at PGA. God. So I mean, and then like, you know, you had Cameron Young. I, I'm not going into the play by play, but that's your PGA. Yeah. I like it. I like it. There's a JT. I forgot how well he played that playoff. Was 17 the one they moved way up? Yeah. To Both days kind of, on the weekend. Yeah, drivable. messed around with the tees. Yeah, that was a good setup. That worked out. I, I did kind of forget it having absolutely zero juice until Nothing. sort of the last hour and a half or hour. So, okay, good. Good PGA. We moving on. You got, what do you have? You have the Colonial next? Do we swing down from? Uh, oh, yeah. I got it. I'm up again. That's why the, I mean the Nelson had a great field. We talked about that. The Nelson, which is usually a, a, you know a dud, because the PGA was so close. We were kind of just doing this sort of DFW Tulsa loop down in Texas. So they had a good, Colonial. good field here too. Yeah, JT played. He missed a cut. It ruined his like cut streak. He hadn't made it, missed a cut in over a year, and he yeah. missed the cut. Um, this week was like a dud. Nothing happened. Um, you uh, you gave Chuck Schwab their bucket of the week because they're adding the card, the three trophies. Jacket, this monster trophy <laughs> that's like seven feet tall. 
which probably has some historic significance. The truck, the chargers, they've got all sorts of things. They're just always looking to activate on these perks and prizes. All right. Um, Kokrak had his own hospitality tent, Kokrak's Athletic Club. Planet Fitness or something, right? Kokrak's Fitness Club. Kokrak's Athletic Club. Oh, that's what I think of. You think of athletic Fitness. Um, Patrick Reed. This is when he ditched the PXG driver. Oh, he was he was like two hundred and six in driving. I'm here. Oh god! So he ditched the driver this week. Um, Bryson withdrew again. <laughs> <laughs> Reportedly coming back to Memorial. I need, um, I need another video with the jump cuts like Bay Hill. It's just a year of Bryson updating people on his status. All right, go ahead. It was another year of the five round um, match play, like death march for the women the week before the U.S. Women's Open. Oh, and shout in, Ve- in Vegas, yeah. late late May, it's hot as shit in Vegas, playing like the most physically taxing event of the year the week before their major, their, the, the biggest major championship of the year. Right. So, right. Um, we had back to back, back to back senior tour major championships. Well, what senior PGA? Yeah, senior Alker. PGA this week. Um, well, Rocco Mediate was... I didn't even look to see who won. I can't. <laughs> I think Alker won the senior PGA. <laughs> I think. I mean, I we, we were wondering if Chayka could defend his title. Because okay. he was having to go from the PGA, roll right into it. It's was, Harbor Shores, right? Yeah. So Rocco Mediate was wearing uh, joggers and a hoodie. <laughs> I mean, he looked like just a reinvented man. <laughs> He's like on the 50 and over tour in his hoodie and joggers. That's good. Like I aggressive like joggers. And yeah. Yeah. Real like high. Like, Van yeah. Royen style. Okay. Um, let's see. The TPC network announced that it was growing. <laughs> exactly what the, what was needed at this time of year. Who the, what are they the adding more courses? Or they something? added they added Cherokee Country Club was going to become TPC Wisconsin and Steve Stricker is renovating it. Oh, oh god. <laughs> um well they live, don't have the old white anymore. I noticed that. Greenbrier. It's no longer a TPC course. Live site now. Go ahead. Live they should start calling them Live ahead of their course name. Yeah. Live, live Rich Harvest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, so li- the whole week was about live in the list. Every is oh, the field list is coming, the field list is coming like every day. And by the way, this was from live itself, like their comms was saying it's coming, whatever Friday afternoon or it's Thursday, and then it just kept never showing up. So everybody's waiting around for it. Then it was like supposed to come Monday, and we put because we pushed our recording back, it was That's supposed right. to come Sunday night, and then Monday morning. <laughs> That's right. Anyways, uh, and the the, the quote, the report, uh, Sean Zach got quotes. It, it will come soon, but not today. And the assumption was, or the thought, were they negotiating? Were they, did they just not? Did people drop out? Did they add? Were they adding? Like who knows? These eleventh hour kind of changes, but it just never come. Never come. You know, came when they said it. When they themselves said it was coming. Um, and then we had uh, the Curtis Cup got announced to NGLA National Golf Links yeah. of America. That was cool news. Um, Sam Burns won 
I was going to say Schwab. who won. I couldn't, rem- I couldn't remember for the life of me. Okay. So he shot 65. He was two back of Davis Riley when he finished. So when he finished the round, he was two back. Really? Yeah. <laughs> They're already behind a bunch of people. So, so what happened? Everybody right. imploded? So Riley, the winds like picked up. It got okay. hard. Okay. Riley played the last six four over. Varner played the last seven ten over. <laughs> Scheffler played the last seven one over. He was in the playoff. Okay. So Sheff, he uh, was like Burns that. was behind all these guys. Yeah. Stallings played the last seven three over. These just start blowing like crazy. It started blowing, and these guys played bad. So Bird shoots 65, and then he wins in a playoff over Scheffler to win. I forgot Scheffler was in a playoff there. Okay. Um, Gordon Sargent won the... uh, So uh, Stanford and Rose Zhang won the women's, which was, you know, capped off like one of the best college teams ever. Yep. Uh, Gordon Sargent wins the individual portion of the NCAAs, and then the match play was next week. But uh, he he won a playoff over Ryan Burnett, Eugenio <laughs> Chachara, yeah, live winner, and Parker Cootie. So he's the ninth freshman ever to do it. And then the other thing that was cool from the men's side, eight the top eight ranked teams in college golf were the eight teams that match made match play. Uh. Okay. And uh, one other note was uh, David Puig or Puj was announced he was going to play the live event after oh, the NCAA. Okay. okay. So and this that's was a it. Big one for like Sergeant was like 194 mile hour ball speed. Got oh, her yeah. up like Got one, two, three. They're all like 180s. Like, oh, yeah. You know, it's coming. It's coming. Um, all right. So that's it for Chuck Schwab. Chuck. Uh, Chuck challenge is that what it is it's a challenge now burly boy uh, episode here all right let's go to memorial real quick we're gonna rip through this the live list finally arrives it finally gets there they just totally try to upstage jack's week you know can't be thrilled with that maybe it's a it's like an excel for, sheet screenshot oh right? yeah 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 there's like they just there's cherry, there's cherry mis- they misspelled names right yeah they misspelled names like the like spell check was on at certain times. It felt like um, what they decided to highlight, you know, was interesting. Like, you know, Scott Vincent, four professional wins. Um, you know, Andy Ogletree, 2019 USAM champion. Uh, just different like kind of ways they would tr- sort of phrase people's um, accomplishments. Right. Uh, the, you know, Jedi Morgan was the PGA Tour Order of Merit Australasia guy, but the big shockers, Dustin Johnson, is on the list, right? And we just read his quotes from the PGA. Uh, another big shocker is Taylor Gooch. People didn't really see him coming uh, or expect him. It was a little bit out of left field. This is the live list for London. You had Matt Jones, Sergio, Nah, Usti, Poulter, Swafford was another kind of shocker in Westwood. But I think the big one was DJ. Shocker was Taylor Gooch and Lee Westwood. What was surprising was Phil was not on it. So Phil like oh, is yeah, still them. nobody knows what's going on here. It's 42 of 48 names, the first list. So we didn't know what was going on. DJ announces that it's for his family. His statement from his agent, you know, he thought it was the best interest of his family. Uh, but he's grateful for all the PGA tour has given him. It's also reported by the telegraph that he got $125 million. So uh, that's probably for his family as well. 
Uh, the kind of shoes start to drop on sponsorship side of things. RBC drops DJ and Graham McDowell. Uh, it should be noted the Canadian Open was the next week. And DJ's signage was like his face was everywhere. They were talking about up in Canada. They're scrambling to take down posters of DJ. Uh, so RBC drops him. Um, what else happened? Uh, yeah, Gooch and Swafford were unexpected, you know, you know, surprising ads. Rory resp- was asked about it at the memorial. He said, I'm indifferent to the list is how I describe it. There are a couple surprises in there. Um, what else happened? Oh, we got hold of uh, a live sent out a 30 page PDF detailing the upcoming week in London. So we shared that. Um, and we noted our favorite parts of the description of the team draft party as quote unquote, a casual red carpet event with a touch of live audacity <laughs> with a note that DJ fat Tony would be serving up the beats at this draft party. So DJ fat Tony, we publicized this PDF of, of their plans for London. Uh, but yeah, casual, red carpet event with a touch of live audacity. Of course, we would come to know that this live, this draft was just a total sham. Teams have been prearranged. Teams were immediately scuttled for different players by Portland. Like the draft was just a joke. It it was just a total smoke and mirrors show. Uh, And they quote, the attire was quote unquote, European smart, casual dress for DJ fat Tony's party with live audacity. Uh, We also had live messaging points leak out about, you know, we shared those, like what they were telling all their players to talk about, which they would then bring to London and get kind of raked over the coals by inquiring press. Grow the game, opportunities for players, entertainment for fans, like this this sort of document that they were giving all the players on what to say and how to say it. Um, the ticket promos start to really leak out, uh, you know, where guys are going on social media, telling the code, use this code, forget it free. Uh, and someone noted on PGA on, on Twitter, a, a betting site over five hours now. And Lee Westwood with his 1 million followers hasn't shifted a hundred tickets with his promo code, which was for a free ticket. If you use Westwood in 25 home, in his home country. Yeah. I, in London. Um, uh, speaking of Antifel though, I leaned on him here. He starts to call it the debts and divorces tour based on this first round of announcees. And it kind of is right. It, it not kind yeah. of is, but, Whatever live becomes, and it may become this thriving big thing where it's the de facto best players go to play. Its origins was picking off some vulnerable, willing, and able older guys with maybe some exposure in different places. The, the debts and divorces tour was kind of the early framing of it. Um, Norman tells people, <clears throat> I think it was Washington Post, he says Tiger turned down high nine-digit offer for it. Uh, Kent Paisley of Golf Digest notes that uh, reports that Jerry Fultz is leaving his longtime role with Golf Channel to join Live Golf. He's the first real broadcaster. Kevin Na resigns his PGA Tour membership. Eamon Lynch uh, reports that, you know, this was going to become a trend because they can't be suspended then from the PGA Tour. It also kind of helps them with their USGA uh, status, uh, you know, being prevented from playing the U.S. Open. If you're not suspended from the tour, they, they may be wouldn't be able to block you at the U.S. Open. Who knows if that was ever a thought. Um, then um, DJ, Sergio, and Usti follow Kevin Na's lead and resign from the tour this week. Uh, at the Memorial. So again, Jack's tournament is just second fiddle, right? You have the U.S. Women's Open. 
and all this live list, live traffic is off the charts. Everybody's curious about what this new product's going to be, if it's a joke, if it's anything. But uh, also at the memorial, Rory kind of popped the milkshake. He's like, I don't know. They're like milkshakes. I've had, they're not any better than any other milkshakes I've had, <laughs> which is considered kind of sacrilege uh, given the site. Uh, Hideki was disqualified. Remember this for putting paint on the face of his driver to oh, highlight the center of the club at address. And they like scratched it and it was like a whiteout type substance. And I, there was like some curiosity about who tipped him off and the rules officials. Like, I don't want to go into that, but we got a call. Um, do you know who won the memorial? Could you recall it? I wouldn't have been able to guess Sam Burns at all. Do you know who won memorial no this year? Billy Ho. One uh-huh. walked away with it. He had a five the shot lead. Alley cat. Yeah. He had a five shot lead through 54 holes. Um, and I think he won by four. Didn't this he is- have a bunch of quotes about like, you know, how much, it, you know, how much work he's put in to, stuff you know, like, he, yeah, a, there was some of took that. a lot yeah. of victory laps after yes. this one. Yeah. As he probably should, you know, but what he did immediately after the win, and this is one of my favorite rediscoveries on earthings. I, would have completely forgotten about. So the jack handshake is this thing. They've made it. The tourists and Jack have tried to make it into a thing. The handshake with Jack. He immediately <laughs> goes up to Jack Nicholas, the golden bear, the host, this regal figure, and calls him buddy. <laughs> Billy Ho, everybody's buddy. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Like, That's he just fun. won the tournament. You're supposed to, like, genuflect to Jack. That's what this handshake's all about. He goes, how's it going, buddy? He calls Jack Nicholas buddy and then later calls him big man uh, during the, the post pomp and circumstance of his win. Uh, Norman also lashed out at Jack, called him a hypocrite, which, you know, may not be inaccurate on this case. He's like, you know, Norman's like, Jack said, this is good for our game. It's good for the game of golf. Um, you know, Jack, you know, was approached apparently, you know, but. Norman's popping off, says he's a hypocrite. The golf but louder thing really starts to take place. There's signs up all over over London around this. Um, So we start to hear more about that's going to become the thing. Don't blink. Golf but louder. They have like a horrible sort of video promoing it with all this stock footage of like animals. And, you know, (laughs) it's like all this shutter stock, basically. Uh, Shot just got real. So the promos start to roll out for that. Um, The U.S. Women's Open. Uh, Nellie Corder returns after her long layoff for the recovering from a blood clot. Um, we're at Pine Needles and Mina Harrigay opens it with nine birdies. Ingrid Lindblad, uh, Lindblad is the amateur leading for a little bit. And uh, I think she shot 65. It was the lowest ever score by a U.S. woman uh, at a U.S. woman's by an amateur. So this yeah. prompts another round of Brandle. About these women, nine birdies in the U.S. Women's Open. The amateur shooting 65. We get, you know, this just isn't a proper test. This is not the U.S., you know, what the U.S. Open should be. So we have another kind of round of that. Like, it's just too <laughs> easy and too soft uh, after the first round of the U.S. Women's Open. And, but Minji Lee eventually runs away with it. Just She goes 67, 66, 67. We did a Stars of the Sandhills on her. Yeah. Birdies, her first two holes of the final round, she was like, she won by four. It, it was just never close. Minji Lee wins the U.S. Women's Open, so it's the most important trophy in golf, uh, women's golf. And uh, yeah, she had just won in Jersey, as I noted earlier. Uh, so big win for Minji Lee. Um, 
on the NCAA, Texas and ASU meet for the men's team title. You had something we were fired up about. The overly hands-on approach by the coaches. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's like they were in the bunkers with them and messing yeah. around in the sand. And of course, the Pepperdine guy was doing his stuff. But I think like even Fields was down in the bunkers. She just were worked up. The coaches are just clogging up the process here. Way too involved, uh, way too uh, hands-on. We're trying to remove the coaches from the They situation. are preparing their kids for, the, for their next level. They're yeah. too hands-on. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Canadian Open announces that they're going to have skyline seats. Like this, just this, this. Oh, I forgot about this that. This bench in the is air. propelled from like a crane. It's insane. It takes a lot to shock me, but this was ridiculous. Cool. So that's announced. People react to that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady beat Mahomes and Josh Allen in the match. Aaron Rodgers was actually quite good. He played really well. Made a birdie to to, to close it out. And this maybe his last positive moment of the year, really, was playing good golf in this match. Um, what else? Uh, Jerry Kelly, we hail as the Alker stopper. He must have won the whatever senior tour. Brooks and Jenna. Was that the Regents? Principal. I think it was like Principal Charity Classic or something like that. Um, Brooks and Jenna get married. Ludacris was there at their marriage. Turks and Caicos. Apparently, maybe Jay Monahan was Jay there. Monahan. That Wall Street Journal article on his private jet usage. Noted. Uh, Phil releases his first statement in three months, which we'll get to more next week when we do Live London and Canadian Open. It's just, finally tweets something out, and it's like another non-apology apology. I, I want to say again, I'm sorry if you were offended. Uh, he does an interview with Bob Herrick. It's his first interview. He talks about his bad gambling uh that's and that's his first kind of his reappearance into public life and it's for the live london it starts this weekend of memorial um he tweets his actual statement rich Lerner tweets ricky and phil to live is imminent wow which was interesting i think that was monday morning after memorial usga sectional qualified that was a thing that uh, i mean everybody's just what's happening who are these last six names going to be and i'll leave us with a little bryson this is a wonderful, wonderful Brysonism. You talked about how a second chance quote at uh, PGA. This is the Golf Week headline or tweet. Did he play Memorial or no? No, but he must have talked about it somewhere. Maybe it was a, I don't know what it was, a PR call for something. I don't know. Golf Week headline, moved by the Lord. And encouraged by a healthier wrist, Bryson DeChambeau will make a return to the PGA Tour at the Memorial. So maybe he did play. Okay, maybe he did play. Moved by the Lord and healthier. And here's his quotes. He did play Memorial, I guess. I should have had that earlier. Things have changed a lot for me. I've learned so much about me as a person and my faith through having golf stripped away from me. It's been a difficult time for me the past seven months not being able to play when I really want to. I can't tell you how blessed I am to be out on her, be out here. I'm really excited. For me, it's been pretty, gr- pretty recent, realizing that I can't put all my marbles into one basket, which is golf. There's more to life than golf. It's been eye-opening for me to have a close relationship with the Lord and being happy with myself and getting closer to him. That's something that's changed in my life and I'm very, very happy with. So he found the Lord during his wrist and hand surgery. So uh, he did get back to golf and would eventually join the Saudi Arabia, uh, the Live Golf Tour. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, Bryson's return to 
uh, competitive golf. And it was short-lived on the PGA Tour. All right, that does it for part All six. Right. Through Memorial, we'll pick up with the U.S. Open, Canadian Open next part. Maybe joined by a special guest for that one as well. All right, everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. Mm-hmm.